This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about cucumbers. And not just any cucumbers. We're talking about a special division of the School of Cucumbers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which um, which I attended from ages six to eight. Yeah, well, and I I've just begun attending recently. Oh, congratulations! You really, matriculated. <laughs> for a long time, I really wasn't into cucumbers, and I think part of it is I really don't like the typical cucumber you find in an American grocery store. The one that's got thick, dark green skin. Mm-hmm. It's maybe like ten inches long, kind of fat. It's really seedy, and it's it's a little, um, I don't know, it just tastes flat. Yeah, and, and kind of flabby in texture, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, American cucumber. About the best thing you can do with this thing is is peel it in, like, a stripey pattern. So, and uh, <laughs> it looks like it's, like, wearing striped pants or something, yeah. or one pant leg. <laughs> it's the one, the one pant leg cucumber. On the other hand... Also available in most grocery stores are uh, are English cucumbers. Now we're getting somewhere. Yes. Yes, things are looking up. So English cucumbers are the longer and skinnier ones that are always wrapped in plastic wrap for some reason that we haven't really been able to determine. Yeah, I, I bought some at the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and even those were wrapped in plastic. Interesting. Yeah. Now, my only theory is occasionally I have forgotten about one in the fridge and gone to pull it out, and half of it has putrefied and turned into liquid. So maybe the plastic wrap is to contain the rot. <laughs> that, that wasn't even that wasn't even what I was thinking, but yes, exactly. Imagine if that had escaped all over the fridge, we would have had to get a new fridge. I, I do think there's something about that plastic wrap that must keep it fresher longer. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you put um you know, if you put a zucchini in the fridge without putting it in a plastic bag, it really does soften a yeah, lot. After a couple faster. of days, you like pick it up and it's like flaccid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there going to be like a Freudian tinge to this entire episode? Oh, I think there's okay. going to be. Just let's just get it out there. Okay, okay. Anyway, so there's the English cucumber, which is really lovely. It, um, to me, it's got. A, a little bit more sweetness yep. than what I think of as the American grocery store cucumber. It's got fewer seeds. It's got yeah, no seeds. Yeah, and it's and it's way crunchier. Way crunchier. Yeah. And then, yes. Then there is sort of um, what I think of as like the the mini 
burpless cucumber. <laughs> mini burpless. <laughs> mini burpless. That would be <laughs> available at your mini dealer. <laughs> that that would be the Persian or Lebanese cucumber, mm-hmm. which kind of looks like a tiny English cucumber. It's maybe five or eight inches long instead of being like maybe fifteen inches long. And um, anyway, it's got a nice dark green skin, a pretty smooth skin, and very few seeds, and it's really sweet and delicious. And I have this mental image of like the the mommy and daddy English cucumber holding hands with the little Persian cucumbers and bopping down the street. You're such a family so man, cute. Matthew. <laughs> anyway, yes, those are those are cute and delicious little cucumbers. And I I sometimes find them at the farmers market. Or uh, hey, for all you listeners out there in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, my hometown. Um, the Mediterranean imports in Delhi almost always has Persian cucumbers. You know where I buy my Persian cucumbers? Where? Persia. Wow. You are a man of the world. Not really. And then there are the Japanese cucumbers, mm-hmm. which uh, are really some of, some of the best out there. They have, they have the, the most, I think the most complex flavor of any of the cucumbers. Um, they really, it, they smell amazing. They're it, almost perfumed. Yeah. If it seems weird to be talking about the complex flavor of a cucumber, it's because you haven't tried one of these Japanese cucumbers. Um, and I know, I know this, uh, this farmer in, uh, in Washington, Katsumi Taki, who uh, specializes in Japanese produce, grows like 150 different things. And I asked him of all of the wild um, produce you grow, what is your favorite thing? And he said, oh, that's easy. The Japanese cucumber. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they're delicious. And the other thing is, is they're really not that hard to find. I mean, we yeah. we can get them here from that guy at the farmer's market. Sure. I also found them labeled Kiori cucumber, which is the Japanese word for cucumber. Right. Um, at Ballard Market Grocery Store. And I bet, you know, if you have an Asian market anywhere near you... You're going to find You're going to find them. Yeah, they're they're slim. They sometimes curl just a teensy yeah. bit, right? You know what I just realized is interesting about the, the cucumbers that we've been describing? Which, that they're all seedless, and usually seedless varieties of things are less flavorful than the seedy variety. Totally. But with cucumbers, it's just the opposite. Yeah. I, I don't have any theory for why that is, but it definitely seems to be the case. Well, it's fascinating, too, because when we talk about seedless varieties of things, you know, we maybe uh, one of the first that comes to mind is watermelon. Right. Which is sort of related to cucumbers. Yeah, they're um, the same family. But uh, but anyway, you know, somehow seedless watermelon. <laughs> Watermelons are like the fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> cucumbers, the tall, skinny ectomorph. Stupid cucumbers. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Seedless cucumbers really, to me, have, uh, or, or, you know, low seed cucumbers right. have a fragrance and a flavor that you just don't find in seeded ones. Now, when I asked, when I asked, Taki, the farmer, how he prepares his cucumbers, he said, slice and eat. And that is definitely good, but we're going we're gonna to talk about a few ways to go beyond the, the slice and eat approach to cucumbers today. Well, should we, uh, should we eat a little something? Yeah, let's dig into the salad I made, and then we'll tell you how I did it. Okay. So we have just eaten a spicy Sichuan cucumber salad. Yes. Yes. So tell me about this. This was your, this was your idea. It was, it was my idea, and it was uh, Fuchsia Dunlop's recipe uh, from her book, Land of Plenty. So how do you make it? It's, it's really so simple. You heat some peanut oil in a pan. You throw in some Sichuan peppercorns and some red, dried red chilies. You throw in sliced cucumbers, stir it around for like 10 seconds, and uh, serve it room temperature or cold with some sesame oil stirred in and sprinkled with salt. It was delicious. And Thank you. It was really interesting. You know, I guess I'm not all that familiar with 
with typical Sichuan flavors. It was really, it had this wonderful sort of just mild tingly heat to it. I mean, more, more tingle than actual spice. Right. It's that mixture, mixture of chili heat and Sichuan peppercorn tongue numbing sensation that that's like the quintessential flavor of Sichuan food and works really great with all kinds of vegetables. I thought that Sichuan peppercorns were like illegal or something. They were. I, Why? I know a guy. <laughs> He's, so you stand out on the corner. And, um, do, you, do you go to a house that has um, tennis shoes hanging from the, uh, the electrical that's wires exactly outside? That's exactly it. I heard that that's where you can find your Szechuan peppercorns. Mm-hmm. And on the street, you just call them the corns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only, you, you need a dime bag of corns? Only, only uh, you know, narcs say Szechuan peppercorns. Anyway, actually, they were illegal because um, they could carry uh, this, uh, this like citrus menace. They could attack is that, citrus. Is that what it's called? Citrus menace? <laughs> no. I, 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 wouldn't that be great? It's, it's called citrus canker, but citrus menace is way better. It is. And so, and so now they have to be like heat treated before, uh, before they're imported, but it's okay to import them and you can find them all over now. Okay. You, could, you could find them all over anyway, but they were technically illegal. Okay. And, you know, I mean, what was also interesting about this, beside the fact that we got to use a formerly illegal substance... Um, was that um, it also had this really interesting bitterness um, that went beautifully with that sort of hot, tingly spice. And I think the bitterness probably came more from the, the chilies being toasted in the oil than from the Szechuan peppercorns, uh-huh. is my guess. Uh-huh. Well, it was really, it was delicious. And I can imagine it being wonderful next to some sort of meat of some kind. Oh, yes. Really nice little side. Now, I did depart from the recipe in one regard, which was that she says to salt the cucumbers ahead of time and let them like drip for 30 minutes or an hour or two and then dry them. Yeah. I do not do that. Yeah, what's up with that? Okay, let's talk about this. Because okay, let's get into this. I recently, um, I was making a cucumber salad out of one of the cookbooks uh, by Fergus Henderson, the chef from St. John Restaurant in The guy who cooks London. every part of the animal? Yes, the nose to tail man. So it was like cucumbers and spleen? <laughs> not this particular recipe. But anyway, it was just a simple cucumber salad. He had you slice the cucumbers, salt them, and then you're dressing them in like a mustardy vinaigrette. Right. With some dill or something. Anyway, I was super psyched about this. I love a plain old cucumber salad, just cucumbers with vinaigrette. I salted these things and they just turned into flabby and, you know, once again, to use the word flaccid, flaccid little cucumber niblets. It was disgusting. (laughs) I don't understand what, what is salting cucumbers supposed to do? It sounds like you salted your own game. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. I've I've heard this. I've I've had the exact same experience as, as you. Uh, my here is my theory. My theory is this is a uh, method devised by people who can't tell the difference between a cucumber and a zucchini. You mean is it supposed to draw out bitterness? Yeah, or I've heard that it makes the, that it makes them crispier, which is absolutely not true. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually I, I read a New York Times headline not too long ago from Mark Bittman. Mark Bittman, we're mm-hmm. looking at you, uh, saying that salting cucumbers makes them crispier, and but that has not been my case or my experience. What is your case? Uh, <laughs> um, well, put this in your case, Mark Bedman. Um, I, no, I mean, you know, it's water that makes vegetables crispy. If you draw the water out, they will become less crispy. Um, this Wait, is, how does that work? Water makes vegetables crispy? Yeah, because the, the cells are all like full, uh, full to bursting with water. Um, that's, what, uh, that's what gives it structure. When something wilts, it's because it doesn't have m- enough water in it. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and sometimes you want to draw water out because water doesn't have any flavor. And, you know, if you salt... If you salt eggplant, um, then uh, you're uh, you're taking water out and, and uh, increasing the flavor. You know, you do, do this with all kinds of things. But with cucumbers, the crunch is, is so important, I, I don't really get it. I don't get it either. <laughs>
when you prep a cucumber, do you usually just, just slice it straight across into circles? I do. You know, because the type of cucumbers that I tend to buy, the English cucumbers or these little Persian ones or Japanese ones, they have thin skins, so I don't really need to peel them. Right. I tend to just slice them, um, you know, thick or thin, depending on what I'm looking for. If it's a sandwich, I want it pretty thin so that I can actually bite through it without yanking the whole slice out in one bite. Right. Yeah. These, these strategic decisions about slicing are very important. Yeah, for some reason, I got onto this method that uh, um, Mario Batali taught me how to do it. He came over one day with a, with a basket full of cucumbers, <laughs> like, hey, let's, let's go to town. Uh, no, it was, uh, I think it was in the Bobo cookbook, um, that you, you have the computer. <laughs> you have the computer. <laughs> Why do I keep saying computer instead of cucumber? Uh, <laughs> okay, people do not have your computer lengthwise. We're not going to pay not for covered the replacement. By the warranty. In fact, our show does not have a warranty. So you have the cucumber lengthwise and kind of scrape out the seedy part, even if it's a seedless cucumber, and then you can slice it into these beautiful half moon shapes. Which is really pretty. Yeah. 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 Anyway, which is also, you know, if you're, if you're making a cucumber salad and you want to dress it up a little bit, that's a good way to do it. Absolutely. You know, if you're no, not- nobody has to know that you just pulled out the jar of vinaigrette from your fridge and threw it on some cucumbers. Nobody has to know that you threw anything. <laughs> <laughs> well. Do you, do you think we could, you, can you take an English cucumber and do the striped shirt method with it? Because I, I don't want to throw out the striped shirt with the baby. <laughs> You mean with the bathwater? That's what I meant, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you could, Matthew, if that's really important to you. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to try that next time. Okay. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah. I, sort uh, of. My... <laughs> <laughs> well, Matthew, this has yes. been really fun and illuminating. Oh, really. good. That's, yeah. more, that's more like it. Well, we're going to put the recipe for spicy cucumber salad on our website, www.spilledmilkpodcast.com. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show with Szechuan peppercorns stuck in its teeth. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. The show that's coming over with a basket of cucumbers, and we are happy to see you. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.